Hold the phone there, boys. Where's your Christmas spirit? No, sorry, folks. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas. Ah, oui, mesdames et messieurs, so glad you could join us. Pull up the chair, for we invite you to... Today, we invite you to join this celebration as the magic of a Disney Christmas fills the air. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The Magic Kingdom proudly presents... Our holiday celebration. WDW Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome or welcome back to the WW Radio Show. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 761. And together, as we have been since 2004, I want to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience when you go to the parks. And I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, blog, events, weekly newsletter, and more. Please join the community and find everything at www.radio.com. Seasons greetings, or in case of this week's show, seasons greetings, as we set sail on a magical holiday journey this week and look at 10 reasons to take a very merry time cruise. We're going to share our recent experiences on the Disney Dream and the new Disney Cruise Line Terminal at Port Canaveral and talk about why getting there really can be half the fun as well as the unique holiday experiences, eats, treats, characters, shows, and much more. And I'm going to share a sack full of tips to get the most out of your very merry time cruise along with some recommendations and some helpful hints you may not have considered before. We're also going to talk about why considering a Disney cruise might just be the perfect holiday gift for you and your family. I'll then have our Disney trivia question of the week, as well as more updates at the end of the show. So if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. If you've ever been to a Disney park during the holiday season, you know that there is something extra special about it. There is a, a magic in the air that I think is baked from a recipe of music and decorations and twinkling lights and laughter of children in the background and just this overall sense of joy. And I think that that feeling isn't just consigned to the park as taking a very merry time cruise on Disney Cruise Line offers a truly unique and festive experience with the spirit of the holidays enveloping you in a warm ocean embrace. From dazzling decorations to holiday-themed entertainment, a very merry, to, very merry time cruise isn't just a vacation, it is an experience. And if you've ever thought about booking this holiday adventure, this week we're going to share 10, or maybe more, Enchanting Yuletide reasons to take a very merry time cruise. And whether you are a cruise veteran or it is your first Disney Cruise Line voyage, there's going to be insights and tips and a little bit of a sprinkling of that special Disney holiday magic. Thanks to 
my very, very special guests uh, who are joining me on this festive journey. They are long, long time friends, and I still believe in ladies first. I want to first welcome for the first time ever, hopefully not the last, Denise Prescott from MouseSteps.com and the Mouse Steps YouTube channel. Denise, nice to see you. Thank you very much, Lou. It's good to see you. This we is a long time coming. It's been a long time <laughs> since we've seen Lou. <laughs> at least a week. Yeah. <laughs> Over a week now. And the other sweet, dulcet tones you hear in the background is from Jeff Lang from JeffLangDVD.com. And Mouse Steps, of course. Hello. And hey, Mouse Lou. Steps, of course. Uh, and guys, when I say that I've known you for a long, long time, I mean it. Like you, Jeff, specifically, you are the original OG Disney content creator. Um, do me a favor for both of you. Share a little bit of your origin story um, and how and more importantly, when you got started. Because I say that you've been doing this a long time. I don't mean since like 2014. Um, Jeff, like I know you have hundreds, hundreds of videos and DVDs going way, way back. I actually have many of them still that I bought before I even knew you. I'm going to have to box them up and schlep them over one day to have you autograph them all. I still love and remember your three disc Horizons DVD set. Um, yeah. so give me a little bit of the Jeff and Denise uh, origin stories. Ladies first, Denise. Well, Jeff's is much more interesting. <laughs> but I mean, I started going to Walt Disney World in 1977. Um, and I was interested in Disney, certainly before that with the Mickey Mouse Club and everything. And then um, in the 90s, uh, I really got interested in, in being online in the 90s. And uh, like I was on AOL hometown and I posted photos from, you know, Animal Kingdom opening and uh, Winnie the Pooh opening and, you know, various whatever. Oh, um when Epcot had its millennium, I, you know, I posted about that. Um, so then I started the site in 2007, which was the same year uh, that I slept in Cinderella Castle. So, yeah. And you, you need to set that up, of course. You don't um, just my, sleep in Cinderella Castle. My stepfather won the, the year of a million dreams. And wow. he, he really, really didn't want to. He didn't want it. He said no. No, no. <laughs> but my brother was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And eventually, you know, they had to kind of like my stepfather was definitely not going to be in the parade. He didn't want anything to do with the parade or anything. Uh, so, you know, there was a little bit of back and forth. And then they called me and you want to sleep in Cinderella Castle? And I said, oh, OK, yes. <laughs> so Jeff can talk. OK, well, for me, my parents took me to Disney World when I was four in 1971 in November. So I have never missed a year of experiencing Walt Disney World as it evolved from the very beginning. So I've kind of seen it over the years. I don't remember a lot when I was four, but that's when I started. I started documenting the parks though in um, 1990. So that's 34 years of a video. My goal was I wanted to record every ride uh, show and attract an attraction um, at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. I started that in 1990, and somehow I'm still kind of doing that now. And Jeff and I both were on the Disney Magic separately in 1998. Yeah, that's right. The cruise line. So we both, uh, you know, have been cruising Disney Cruise Line since it's you know the first year. Jeff, and, I, so 
we, we, there's a good chance we passed each other in November of 71. I was three. I was the I was that kid who was dressed really, really poorly with bad hair. And I remember bare you. Clothes. I remember you. That was me. <laughs> that was, that was who I was wondering all these years. But you have, you know, we've talked about this this offline um, because I've, I'm literally in awe with how much you have been able to document. You know, you have things that we just can't find elsewhere, you know, probably in your archives that you have, have compiled really not just to share with others, but just your your personal love of documenting and recording all that history. And I even I we were talking on the cruise about how you've been able to catalog and organize such an incredible, rich video history of Walt Disney World that I, I don't know that anybody, maybe even Disney, doesn't have as much as you probably do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm sure Disney has has more, but also photos too. I have quite a photo archive from all those years. So even back in the seventies, I was, my parents gave me the little, the little camera, you know, those little, I don't know what it's shaped like the, what are those, what are those old cameras called? Denise, help me. I don't know. Oh, like Pol- the- <laughs> not a Polaroid. No, Lou might know that it's, it's shaped like a Instamatic. Yes. No. Inst- well, not instant. I don't know. Anyway, I took pictures way back. It was so old. It didn't even have a name. It was just called a camera back then. It was a camera. <laughs> There's film involved. And you, it was like you, the 110. You had like the 110 camera with the little cartridge that you stuck in and the little cube. That, that's what it was. The 110. Say that Go ahead yeah. and you tell the story about going through the uh, metal detectors back in the day. Oh, you mean you had to have your film checked? Yeah, I would yeah. bring a little baggie of 30 rolls of film and I would have to bring them to the metal detector at the airport and they would have to open every one because I didn't want them to go through because some of them were high speed and it could, uh, you know, affect the picture. So a lot has changed over the years. None of that anymore. Jeff single-handedly kept the GAF camera center on main street open for years because he was the only guy still walking in to buy <laughs> film and, and eventually um, videotapes. But let's move forward. Right? You said that you have both cruised before we have cruised together before in the past. And and I want to talk about some of the reasons specifically to take a very merry time cruise. We've talked a lot on the show about why we love cruising in general, but there is something really special, I think, about very merry time, especially this year when there's been some additions and enhancements. And we were all invited by Disney to experience a very merry time cruise together on the Disney Magic out of Fort Lauderdale, um, which is dream, sir. What is it? We were on the Disney Dream. What did I say? The Disney Magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. I meant the Disney Dream. I, I, <laughs> you meant. I want to make sure. We have a group cruise planned on the Disney Magic. We have a, a Halloween on the High Seas cruise on the, on the Disney Magic coming up. So, yeah, so we went on the Disney Dream out of Fort Lauderdale. And have you, what, so what other cruises have you done? Just so, just contextually, have you ever done a very merry time cruise before? Once. Yeah, we did one on the Disney Dream. Yep, on the Disney Dream. That's right. And we did a Star in 2014, Wars I think. Too. We did. We've done like I've done the Disney Magic a couple times and the yeah. Disney Dream three or four times and Disney Wish and I did the but only, once. But we only did the uh, very maritime cruise one time, and I think that that was like in 2014 or or so. How many very maritimes have you done, Lou? So I did a group very maritime this past last December on the Disney Wish. And I believe I had done one before that, maybe on the fantasy. I'd have to look back and see. But we did we did just do one relatively recently on 
the wish. And we'll talk a little bit about sort of comparing and contrasting this cruise and the Disney dream versus some of the others. But I want to sort of get right into it. Uh, you are my friends. You are my guests. I'd love to get into your list first in terms of what, in any order that you feel, you can count up, you can count down, you can just bounce all around. What for you sort of comes to mind first when you think of a compelling reason to want to take your first or your next very merry time cruise on Disney Cruise Line? Well, I mean, for me, like I like seasonal activities. It doesn't matter where they are, the Disney parks, um, but to be able to walk on board and see the tree and smell the gingerbread, uh, you know, it just to have it sort of envelop you from the second that you walk on and they are welcome, uh, welcoming you. Uh, to me, like that really sets the tone. I guess that would be atmosphere. And I, I, uh, I have written down atmosphere. Okay. So we kind of have the same. Uh, I loved going in the atrium. I loved going, you know, in the atrium. And, and it wasn't lit, remember? That. All, oh, all right. that you had to go to that, the, the tree lighting for all of that. So that made it even more magical. Mm -hmm. I and love I was, the fact that there's the buildup to that, right? You don't just sort of walk in that there is there is sort of an event that has to take place. Yeah. And then that really starts to sort of usher in the the because I think the the atrium separately was on my list as one of the reasons why I love the very maritime cruise. I think the atrium specifically on the dream is spectacular. Um, I love the theming. I love the decor. But when it's decorated with the the garland swags along the railing, it, it sparkles even during the daytime. But I think really sort of shines at night. And then when you have that tree lighting ceremony on that first night that atrium takes on a completely different life and if you're a photographer or videographer i think there's amazing photo opportunities in that decorated atrium especially if like me i'm a i'm a late night snacker kind of guy which also means i get sort of wander the ship late night going through that atrium both on deck three and i like actually going up to deck four and deck five and then shooting down seeing how beautifully it's lit especially when it's dark outside those twinkling lights really sort of literally and figuratively shine and i think that the atrium is just like i can i can and did spend a lot of time just sort of soaking in the atmosphere of the atrium itself yeah i definitely agree and as you said off times like when uh castaway on castaway it was daytime but there was not a soul in that lobby and it was so nice to, right. to take pictures of it lit you know, not lit because of the, the sun. Things like guests got off early. Right. And so we went and had breakfast and we came out in the atrium and it's like, you know, almost 10 a.m. And there's like nobody in there. And it was just such a, a lovely time to, you know, to be there before we headed out to to Castaway Key. Right. But nighttime is, is of course, more magical. Sneaking down at one mm -hmm. or two in the morning. And like Lou said, seeing it from the various decks mm -hmm. is spectacular. And, and sneaking is a bit of a stretch. Usually I have a plate of chicken tenders <laughs> in my head. So it's more like I'm, I'm waddling down to deck three or four to take um, some photos. I, I don't know if you had this as part of your, your age. I sort of, I lumped a lot into the atrium, but maybe they should almost be broken down individually because walking in the atrium, like you said, Denise, it's not just what you see, but what you hear, um, what you smell, right? Because there's also the smell of that huge, it's like a loose size. It's I could actually move into the gingerbread house because it literally is built to loose size, but there is a huge gingerbread house on deck three that took like, 250 hours or so to 
create. So let me quickly look at some of the stats. 750 pounds of gingerbread dough, 3,500 gingerbread bricks with an additional 1,900 on the roof, 160 pounds of sugar. It took them 10 days because every brick had to be individually aligned and stuck to the frame with icing. It's decorated on the outside. It's decorated on the inside. It's an amazing photo opportunity. It adds this another layer and level of of holiday atmosphere to the um, to the atrium. And again, you can get, you can get great photos on your own, but throughout your cruise, uh, pay attention because there off there will often be Disney Cruise Line photographers there. Um, especially if you do like the photo package, a Disney cruise line photographer can get some great photos of you. If you check the navigator app, you can find out when the photographer is there. And um, also during certain times of the day or night, there's actually, there's, there's a table out front with hot cocoa and cookies. Like I'm not a sweet guy, but man, oh man, free hot cocoa and cookies in front of the gingerbread house with music in the atrium. Um, That that's a pretty good time right there. And it wasn't Swiss Miss. I mean, they they gave you a little bit, but it was like really thick, thick, high thick quality, good chocolate. Yeah. And also, I just want to mention sometimes that door that that to that loose size gingerbread house. I don't think it was open. Size. Was it, open. Was open. And I had one little girl come up to me, and she was like, "Can I go in?" And I said, "Oh." And I got a cast member really quick, and you know, because I'm <laughs> you not, do not have the authority. I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm gonna. I'm just. <laughs> I can't just tell her no, because I'm a guest myself. <laughs> so I let the cast member do that. But, you know, like sometimes I think there were people, you know, kids probably who made it. In well, that's definitely. Because, it, it, because if you look inside, it's decorated. Like there's a chair and I saw there was a Mr. Potato Head and there was a little fireplace inside. So oh, wait, that, there's a TV that's that, yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of decorations. It looks like a place you would go if the doors open, right? And there's trees. <laughs> there's trees. It's not, I mean, it's not just the gingerbread house. It's like the forest around it, too. And I should mention, when we are looking at the gingerbread house, we're going to segue to something very important. Right next to, to the right of the gingerbread house, there is a bar. And that bar has a sign that says mold wine. Yes. And I believe mold wine is on all three of our lists. I, I got it three times. I love mold wine. I can't wait to get back to Paris next month because, you know, there'll be mold wine there. Nothing as well. says the holidays like gingerbread and mold wine but, and hot chocolate. But they should have sold gingerbread, which they did. I did not see. Okay. Did sorry. they not sell gingerbread? I don't think so. That's surprising. It would have been nice to get a gingerbread piece there. That's why Denise wanted to tell that little girl, yes, you can go in and just rip one of those gingerbread pieces <laughs> off the house and bring it to me so I can dip it in my hot chocolate. <laughs> that's a, too bad that's a good that. idea. Look, that's a no. great idea. <laughs> um, all right. So, so the, you know what, I'm going to continue to sort of piggyback a little bit on your um, atrium a, a little bit, because I think. There's the atrium decor. There's the tree. Um, there's a lot. One of the things in the atrium that I really, really enjoyed on this cruise, because I think there's, you know, for me, what I what I sort of felt specifically on this one is there's there's this incredible energy in the atrium throughout the day and night. There's always something going on, as opposed to the sometimes the quiet that the atrium has late at night. But especially right before dinner time, um, both early and, and second seating, there's entertainment in the atrium. And I absolutely fell in love 
with specifically two. There was there was the sister sister that was a a duet uh, a pianist and a guitarist. There was a violinist who yeah, was the violinist was great spectacular, but you had me at the Merry Time Carolers. Uh, <laughs> I thought this acapella Merry Time Caroler group that sang both classic and and vintage and modern and and um, you know current Christmas tunes that I think appealed to everybody in the audience, no matter who you were or where you were from. It was a really beautiful and lovely aspect of the atrium that I found myself sort of just standing there, not just to to record them for for social, but to enjoy them and just sort of take them in on my own. Yeah, they were tremendous, and we we were all all of us had a chance to see them at a, a little uh, get together, uh, a media thing earlier on in the cruise, and that was great to have watch a full set from up close. And I recognize a lot of them from the shows as well. So they're doing double and triple duty also. <laughs> yeah, working on working on any cruise line, your chances are you're you're not just doing one job; you're doing multiple, uh, to say the least. But yeah, I I really 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 enjoyed. That that I mean I, I always enjoy the live entertainment on board, but there was there was a the the carolers in the atrium. No matter where you stood, whether you're standing on deck three or four or five, sort of maybe waiting to get in in line for a, a picture with the character, the the echoes of that acapella music was was I think a really beautiful touch. And they're new this year. They were a new addition this year. One of the things that I really really enjoyed. Well, another new addition, they've upgrade, updated the uh, tree lighting. We should talk about the tree lighting in the atrium on the first night as well. Yeah, uh, tree lighting was was on the tree lighting event experience was on my list as really sort of a separate ent- entry because it is. And it's, it's something that is it's new. And I think it's a must do. It's definitely a must do. It only happens once. So it's a get there early must do if you really want to want to get a good you know a perfect spot to see it and enjoy it and to take pictures and everything and we all did that i remember seeing you at lou at uh dinner and it's like all right lou you ready let's get down to that atrium come on and we all we are all uh ate our food never faster that night to to get a perfect except spot. the next night <laughs> well then we did it again the next night and the night after that yeah. that was the first time for that jeff and i would like coordinate before meals all right all right we're going to tell our waiter we this is what we want we need it fast because we need to be out by 703 in order because you're right it is you know quote unquote everybody is, is trying to get there at the same time and it does get very very crowded but the nice thing about the atrium is you can watch on the ground on deck three, or you can be on the periphery on deck four or five and still be able to take in a ceremony that is more than just kind of the, you know, ceremonial lighting of the tree. There's a lot more to it. And I should mention they have a a section up front just for littler kids, which is great because, you know, otherwise if everybody was standing, they wouldn't be able to see anything. So this is really nice that, for littler kids, they have that special. Uh, unlike you. Well, not, not just uh, <laughs> kids. <laughs> no, I wish they had a literal, they should just, have a literal, little, littler adult section too. Like put the kids first, <laughs> then me. And because I, I got a little bit late and I was sort of, I was way up on deck four and, and not the best angle um, in order to, to see or record it. Because there is, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot that sort of happens in this thing that I think is, is such you know, the sail away deck party is great, but I think this for me sort of kicked off the very merry time aspect of the cruise. 
And, yeah. it, and it has Disney characters, which is another one of the items on my list, right? So, you know, singing Christmas carols and, you know, that's... Snow a, is involved and Santa and Mrs. Claus well, make not, a special appearance. Not really snow. Well, I mean, well, Pluto, Pluto, Pluto makes has... snow with his uh, bucket of, yeah. of snow, like the Globetrotters kind of. But, uh, <laughs> it was really cool. Thank you for not making a yellow snow joke with Pluto. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> you get, you know, you get the, the mini Mickey and, and Pluto and Goofy. There's a special spoiler alert. There is a special surprise appearance from uh, the clauses who are very, very busy this time of year. But they also perform a number of, you know, musical sections. There's the happy holidays and Goofy sort of adds this kind of ceremonial present to the bottom of the stairs. There's a little bit of a sing-along with deck the halls and jingle bells. Like, and by sing-along, I mean, I love the fact that kids and kids at heart are singing along. Jeff doesn't because he's recording, but everybody else is, is for the most part, singing along. You, when you, It's like when you come to Magic Kingdom where you step on it, you sort of let all your inhibitions go. You don't worry about sounding or looking ridiculous because everybody else around you is doing it as well. And there's this wonderful, like there's a sense of community. I think that's instantly sort of formed between you and the people around you, just enjoying the simple pleasure of singing Christmas carols with, with Disney characters on the deck of the ship as you're, as you're leaving for, uh, you know, a multi-day adventure. And after the tree is lit, the whole atrium is lit and it's lit from then on until you leave the ship. So it's, you know, it's kind of a, as you said, it sets the the tone. Yeah. Yeah. But you, like you said, pro tip, you definitely need to, to sort of get there early, especially when it be sort of up against the railings, even on, you know, if you want that unobstructive view, even on deck four or deck five. So uh, I really, really, really like the Mickey and friends tree lighting ceremony and sort of how they've plussed it up on the the very maritime very maritime cruises going forward. So, you know, we've been in the in the atrium this entire talk. So, let's let's move on to the stateroom <laughs> and talk about the great surprise that we all had and I think this is one of the higher things on my list. What is the official name of the uh, surprise? I, I forgot to write it, write it down. It? I didn't write it down. Did I Lou have it. Of course he does. It's the season's greetings room decor package. You did an article. An article, yes, but I didn't even write down. Like I just wrote down like thoughts. But I really enjoyed that. I heard though, like some people when I wrote the article said they didn't have it going out of Port Canaveral on the Disney Wish, and they really, I think you need to you need to order it early, as I think, or when it's available, right. But I felt like a little kid on Christmas morning when I opened the door and the whole room was decorated with all those uh, special, special goodness there. So it was a nice treat. And I do know it's $118. That part I remembered and, um, you know, included quite a bit, I thought, for the money. Yeah, it was a wonderful surprise. Uh, I've seen the room decor packages done in the past for birthdays. Um, a couple of years ago, we did a group cruise and and somebody was nice enough to sort of send a birthday. And of course <laughs> it was supposed to be, I, there was something that got lost in translation. Cause I think they were supposed to put in like a Marvel birthday thing. And instead they put in like something for little kids. So I had this like Pluto sash that I had to wear. The entire time. <laughs> it still hangs over my door. It's like celebrating my special day. And it's like this big Pluto. Almost we have like, it. We have well, it. Because <laughs> Becky's 
sent one. We went on a cruise last year on Denise's birthday and celebration uh, at CPAC. Uh, and Becky had sent yeah. that. And, and we have that Pluto, that Pluto thing, that sash, which is hanging up in our bedroom. I didn't yeah, wear it. This is, like, especially if you're traveling, like, you know, with your family or with your loved one or someone you want to be your loved one or just a bunch of friends. When you walk into the room and it is decorated, you know, look, it's exciting for the first time when you open up that door anyway. Right. But now you have these things that really sort of transform your room. Right. There's a a little goofy uh, a plush. There is this very cozy, which is now downstairs on my couch, holiday <laughs> blanket with some of your favorite Disney pals on it. There's a a really big uh, Mickey shaped pillow that has this sort of, it's like a sewn in advent calendar, with right, a, right. a candy cane to help you sort of mark the date as you count down, which I really, really like. And these wonderful, <laughs> so I think there were like two or three foot ceiling banners. Uh, again, all the, the walls and your ceiling in your stateroom are magnetic note to self, go to Amazon, get magnetic hooks, but these are hanging from, the ceiling that have these removable felt ornaments. And they also gave you this, um, this storage bin to put all the things in to make it easy for you to bring it home and take off the ship note to self. They do take up a lot of room. So in your luggage, when you're returning home, so either be prepared to carry it off or make sure you a lot extra space or bring an extra duffel bag or small piece of luggage when you go on a Disney cruise, because chances are you're coming home with more than you came with. But uh, I really, really like this decor package. And if I was to do a maritime cruise again, especially with my family, I think this is a really nice way to, to make it even more special. And the, and I was going to say the storage uh, bin is festive as well. I mean, it's decorated the same as everything else. And it, it, that goes flat. Which right. is nice I mean, everything too. you can, you know, not ex unspanned. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> smush. I think the technical term is you can smush it all down, and uh, that's why space saving bags are those 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 airtight bags are a great way to to bring stuff on and off. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on this this idea of decorating your stateroom, and because it makes me think about sort of expanding a way and another reason. And so this is something you can do, I think, to enhance your own very merry time experience. Because one of the things I saw a lot, both on embarkation day and through the cruise pirate night, quote unquote, formal night. I think if you bring and pack some holiday themed uh, apparel and accessories, you can help sort of plus up your own experiences. I saw people in formal wear, you know, lining up for family photos with the, the Disney cruise line photographers, people in ugly Christmas sweaters, Christmas pajamas, coordinated holiday t-shirts, a lot of different outfits to wear. And I loved seeing that, right? I loved seeing families or even individuals really sort of getting into the spirit of it. I brought my ugly Christmas sweater, but it was so hot. I never just got a chance to, go ahead and wear it. And this idea of decorating your room and going with your family or going with friends and making and bringing some of your own magic, right? I love decorating my door. Um, whenever we do group cruises, we have door decorating. Content. Um, but I even, you know, I, I cruised by myself and I still brought things to decorate my door with. I have those magnetic hooks. I put Christmas lights out there and it made me think about, you know, 
taking a Disney cruise and using a Disney cruise as your Christmas gift. And what I mean by that is instead of gift giving with your family, use the Disney cruise as your gift to one another, spending the holidays, maybe the actual holiday, whether it is Christmas at sea and you make your stateroom your home. And I, and I know some people that do that. Like they have sort of started to transition to, instead of being home for the holidays, they go away for the holidays and they bring a little Christmas tree and they decorate their room. And I really love that. Um, and I think having the the room decor package and bringing a little bit of stuff on your own really sort of helps to give a sense of being almost home away from home in your four or five, seven days in your stateroom. And you gave the gift of stickers. We didn't even know it was your yes, door. Yes, the gift of stickers from Lou's door. <laughs> we, we stopped by a door. It showed Lou on it. Lou's face on it. It wasn't the only. It wasn't the only one with the Walt Disney World radio on it. That's it was true. not the only one. So we stopped. We saw stickers, and we took a couple, and then we found out it was your door. <laughs> I was like having like little giveaways and things like that on my door. So, so look for Lou's door right, on your next cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Plus stickers are easy to pack. So which is which is why I like uh, which is why I like bringing stickers. Um, about the apparel, though, I mean, I think that really adds to it. We we brought a bunch of uh, Christmas Hawaiian shirts and things like that and tried to dress for the occasions. I, that always adds to well, it. I bought I bought a couple of red, you know, just red women's shirts mm -hmm. because I didn't want something that was just Christmas that I could only wear for, you know, a few weeks. I wanted something that maybe I could wear year round and I found it very festive. And then you can add a little flourish to it, you know, a little green flourish. Flare. A little flare. <laughs> like an office space. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. What else? What, what is next on your list? All right. Let's talk about holiday treats. I wrote holiday treats from Vanellope's. Is that what is that yeah. what it's called? I did write that. Yeah. You write Vanellope sweets and treats. That's yes, right. because I was very surprised how many, how much different, how many different items that they had. And we were, uh, you know, gifted a couple of treats. I wish if we were in Port Canaveral, I would have brought a few items for home. Mm. You know, like the, the, they're really good. And there were so many items. And of course, you're not eating anything on a Disney cruise. You don't get any kind of sweets. There's no ice cream. <laughs> there's no hot chocolate. You're starving no all the time. <laughs> so you really need some treats. No, but I mean, the quality, I thought, of the treats were really good. And the amount of different items. And it was busy in there almost all the time. Yeah, the biggest challenge is just finding that extra room in the in the stomach. I don't know if Blue has that problem. But it, it, was, it, was, it was so good. It was just we were always right. full for yeah. all the great food. Yeah, you, you have to sort of, listen, here's a pro tip. You need to dine strategically on Disney Cruise. Like, because you're going to have multiple meals throughout the day. I like to sort of spread them out. You know, first breakfast, second breakfast, pre-lunch, <laughs> then lunch. Then you get a little snack up on deck. I, I, there's a method to my madness. It's sort of like eating nine or 10 times. But on the Disney Dream, uh, Vanellope's had, I, I counted nine different holiday special sweets and treats and eats. They had shortbread cookies, a gingerbread Mickey cookie, chocolate dipped strawberry gnomes. I mean, they're not actual gnomes that are dip, dipped in chocolate, but uh, merry marshmallow sticks, a Christmas Oreo cookie which is a three-layer Oreo with Dolce de Leche filling, a Merry oh, Time yeah. Popsicle, Happy Santa Cupcakes, Merry Christmas Shortbread Cookies, a huge Rice Krispie uh, Christmas tree, chocolate brownie. And they all run between like 4 and $6. Like they're not 
crazy expensive, which I think is really nice. So you can try and sample and, and share them out. Um, I will see your Vanellope and I will raise you Cove Cafe. We did not go there. But we saw it. We did see it. Did but see we, it. we did not. Yeah, we we this is this is why I'm I'm a giver. I do this for you. I do I took one for the team and went to Cove Cafe, which is the adult only coffee bar that is in the adult only section of Deckel, which is is a wonderful little sort of place to sort of get away, sit inside, have a nice quiet cup of coffee, read a book, do some work. But they had um they had two different specialty coffees. Um, I had a gingerbread coffee. I did a, a an Instagram real and story about it, which is still on my Instagram to see. It was this tall, warm gingerbread coffee, like almost like with this um, pistachio crumble on the side. It was delicious. Um, Cove Cafe, you do pay for for the for the coffees, especially the, the specialty coffees. But it, for me, like that was a nice little treat to myself. Um, but the other thing, too, if you go to Cove Cafe, they have a little like sweet um like a sweet and savory like uh, display and they have like, little treats that you can only get. And those are complimentary. So it's a real, like I had a, like I had a business meeting while I was there. So I sort of made, I turned my little business meeting into a, a gingerbread house um, <laughs> coffee meeting, which was, which was really, really nice. And um, yeah. And, and you, uh, we also mentioned too the, the hot chocolate and the, the cookies that you can get. I think that uh, late afternoons and early evenings um, starting on the second day on deck three near the gingerbread house, which is a nice way to sort of, if you're waiting in line for characters, if you're waiting in line for uh, some of the entertainment, it's again, it's like a little pre-dinner sweet treat, a little dessert before dinner, which is fine because you're on vacation. Again, maybe the mulled wine would go with the treats. I would think think Jeff's just looking for any excuse to have a mulled wine at this point. Actually, that's more of a a Denise thing. I do like it. I am the mulled wine person. Right. But it's it's something that's only probably offered during Christmas. It was a good price. Like it was like $6.25 plus tip, you know, so I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it was reasonable. You know, I can't believe we got this far and we didn't talk about characters. We did. I mentioned them briefly. But there's a lot to say. All new outfits this year. I, I loved meeting all the the characters in their new Christmas outfits. And you did get in line we, for we all of them, them all. I saw, and I saw the, almost all of them. Because Jeff is thorough in his research. Uh, sure. He gets in line very early. I'm not saying there's a lot of pushing and shoving on Jeff's part, but... Um, I'm never I mean, of pushing and shoving. Any of the characters? I know you met Mickey and Minnie up on deck. I did. You know what? And Jeff and D, like, I'm not, not normally a wait in line for a character kind of guy. I also say I'm not a sweets guy, yet here I am. <laughs> I found myself really enjoying and wanting to get in line to meet the characters here, not just because they have exclusive holiday outfits that are are new for this year, but I think because because of the, the festive atmosphere and the decor and the music and everything else, I found myself really enjoying wanting to see and meet and greet. And because the other thing too, you know, the characters are so wonderful because each, they don't have to say a word, but they they demonstrate such a unique personality. Like Daisy was extra sassy and I loved her little outfits. And I'm like, I'm here I am, a somewhat grown adult by myself on this cruise, waiting in line for characters. And I was loving every second of it and, and never felt, you know, weird about doing it because certainly I, I'm not the only one. Plus Jeff was first in line. <laughs> and Belle was in her holiday. Oh, yeah. So we well. also we should mention we did the what is princess, called? Gathering. princess gathering, which you have to book 
early in advance. You well, you have to book like when you get on the ship. Right. But that we took that opportunity to ask all the princesses what they wanted for Christmas. So that was really fun. You asked. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you, you, had, you were associated with it. Because you were with me. But it was fun to have all their answers, you know, that were themed to them. So I thought that was very nice. And Belle was in her Christmas dress also. Right. Yeah. Well, he was, was just there not to make it weird when Jeff is asking Belle what she wants for Christmas. I, I understand. I you're probably still weird. <laughs> you're, a good, you're a good wingman, Denise. But <laughs> this is where your, your Navigator app comes into play because there's a tab on the Navigator app to show you what characters are meeting where and you know for some people you know trying to get all the characters is part of the fun like it's the quest like it's the scavenger hunt to see how many questions they can uh, how many characters they can get or seeing characters and it's why the theme cruises are so great because you see them in costumes that are different than what you'd see them on a normal cruise whether mickey is dressed in his marvel best in his star wars gear or like i said for the the holidays here uh, and the other thing I found, too, and somebody else told me this, is that when you are seeing and meeting characters, it's a it's a great opportunity to talk to some of the character handlers to find out who is going to be where and sort of position yourself accordingly so you can be as efficient and effective in your character meeting and greeting and photographing as possible. And you also make friends in line because, as you said, there's a lot of guests that are big character fans and you'll see them moving from line to line with you, you know, because they all kind of go in order. So if you want to meet, uh, let's see, Donald, and then you move over to the Daisy line and you'll see the same people kind of following you or, or in that same area. So that was kind of nice for us to to make some new friends while we were waiting in line for the characters. And also you can find them in their regular outfits and also their castaway key outfits. Right. So it's not like they're only in holiday uh, costumes. And if you don't want to wait in line, they're still in their holiday costumes during some of the events. Like the um, story time with Mrs. Claus mm -hmm. at the conclusion of that, the characters do a little meet and greet. They won't really, really fully pose, but they'll do a quick selfie, but they won't do autographs and things. So there's a chance to get a quick picture mm -hmm. that way. I loved, I, I found myself watching from the the perimeter on deck four. When... I saw you. Yeah, we saw you, Lou. <laughs> we were we in did. the midst of all those people, and I was like, oh, they're a little smart up there. <laughs> but I loved looking down and watching Jeff with camera in hand, but adults and kids just sort of mixing and mingling and dancing and the characters dancing and sort of free roaming around. There was this, this was the energy that I was talking about earlier. I, I love the energy of the atrium and you don't have to worry about sort of standing in line to sort of meet or dance with Goofy. Yes, you can't get a single picture or an autograph or have a quote unquote conversation, but I loved the, the atrium character interactions during some of these sort of free form events with, with Christmas music playing in the background. And we should, I guess this is a good segue to talk about the other new show. The uh, Mickey, Mickey, no, no, no. Yeah, Mickey and Minnie's Holiday Party, which is the deck show. New Jeff, it's show. almost like you're reading my mind or my notes. I, I'm not <laughs> sure which is weirder, but you, you're, I agree with you 100%. That's exactly where, where I wanted to go. Again, a new show on Disney Cruise Line for Very Merry Time this year. We had a chance to, you know... <laughs> Again, Jeff and I wanting to get there early. Jeff, because he wants to get the good angle for video. Me, just to have a be able to place to see. So I'm not after trying to to look over tall adults in front of me. Uh, tell me your thoughts. Tell me a little bit about the holiday party and then your thoughts about it. You can take it. 
Oh, uh, you mean as far so I'm just going to say like I recommend unless you're no, I recommend going on an upper deck because I think that is a better location. It's a little bit of a challenging uh show to watch uh from where we were, I thought. Well, because what was new for this show at least for us with with uh with it is you had the, spe- the special spot for all the kids up front, but all the adults behind them have to sit the entire time. So that's a bit of a challenge for for some of us to sit for 45 minutes total. And uh, and I think viewing, I think for adults, I would agree with Denise up on the on the side deck would be a better view. But once I mean wherever you see the show, it's very infectious as far as the uh, the music. You'll you'll have that song in your head after. And I watched the video because mm-hmm. I couldn't see as well as I would have liked um while we were there. And, you know, what it's about is like um, Max writes Goofy a letter and, you know, you know, just he, a he holiday letter. Goofy he's not going to be not there gonna, for right, Christmas. Right. He's not going to be there. And that and then, you know, Mickey's like, oh, well, that's OK. You know, we're all family here. And then they break out in a song and dance. But Max was untruthful. A surprise appearance. <laughs> from Goofy's young son. I mentioned this to Goofy and passed away the next day. Yes, I'm sure. But, he was uh, I'm sure he was impressed. impressed. But uh, Max did make a special appearance, surprising Goofy, and then snow happens. We're not giving any spoilers at all, by the way. And, uh, you know, it's a big song and dance with all the characters, and it's a happy Disney. I mean, we're, we're at the end of the of the seasonal, uh, you know, holidays, the Very Merry Time Cruises anyway at this point. But you should check out, you know, either our video or somebody else's <laughs> video. You can watch it, <laughs> you know. And um, I thought it would, watching it on the video, you know, it was a lot more fun that in way in person it was a challenge because a once again there's only one performance in the entire most you would think most of the guests want to see it so it gets very crowded and it was a full ship so right so yeah. what is we you we especially you because you do you do you know pri- video is your, is your primary medium when we attend a lot of these things we're 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 watching it through a literal and figurative lens because we're in the mode of capturing content for sharing in the future as opposed to it's difficult almost to be present sometimes right to be present in the show and sort of take it all in because we're thinking about you know the kid that's screaming the guy that's jumping up in front of you and the angles and the lighting and the sound and and all those things but there was a um I, i did the same thing i went back and i watched the the video of it again at the mouse steps youtube channel of course because you're the best thank you Um, but it's this high energy show and, and there's this emotional roller coaster of a story. I was thinking about like Jim coach Croce's cats in the cradle. Like the kid goes off, he's not coming home. And I'm like, why am I getting weepy about stupid Max not coming home to see, because I'm thinking about my kids not coming home like for Christmas one day, but you know, spoiler alert. Um, it would have been a very non Disney show if Max didn't go come, come back for, the holidays, but um, to your point, Jeff, to getting there early. I think if you if you have young kids, that sitting children's section in the middle is a great idea. Kudos to the crew members who have to try and remind kids, listen, there's characters in front of you. They're singing and dancing, but please just sit down and don't move. Is I agree. That was uh, yeah. It's uh, hurting. It's the reverse of hurting cats trying to keep. But the kids were great. And uh, and then obviously there's, you know, the dance parties and stuff like that afterwards. But I agree with you, Denise, I think for the best overall viewing experience, I think a great tip is to not try and be front and center on deck 11, but be right on the corners near the stage on deck 12. There's there's really no bad angle 
to see it from. But if being close to the stage is important, that's probably where I would go and watch in, in the future. They play to the center. They do not play to the sides, really. Right. So, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, but I still would it, go up. A, I, I still would go up, you know, up ahead, uh, up above. And that advice goes for the pirate, uh, the pirate care, Mickey's, what is the Mickey pirate? Pirates in the Caribbean. Mickey's Pirates in the Caribbean. That that's another great show, but we're not talking about uh, we're talking about very merry time. Well, they did it. They did it for the the tree lighting ceremony too, right? There was the kids section up in front too. So I, I like the fact that they're making sure that you know kids, kids are able to to see as well. So usually you'll find kids, the kids section, the Jeff section, and then everybody else right no, no, behind. No, I, agree. I, I am very much for the kids section. It's just if you have to sit behind the kids section that's when it can be a, a bit of a yeah. as we're getting to older see, as we're getting older sitting on a hard surface and trying to get up from it yeah it's a little uh, harder right so i'm gonna buy you those little pop-up chairs for christmas you can just start carrying them with you just <laughs> those would be over. illegal sir <laughs> sit on the ground <laughs> um let's let's stay up on deck for for a second too because one of the things i love about uh, Disney Cruise Line during the holidays. Uh, Disney Cruise Line period is Funnel Vision. Um, I, I think Funnel Vision is such a great addition. And especially during the holidays, I love how the the holiday, you know, there's no sort of theming per se, but that holiday festive atmosphere extends up onto the pool deck. Um, there's movies playing throughout the day, but at night, especially when it's nice and cool and it's quiet up there, you can go to Funnel Vision and they're playing a huge variety of holiday specials. It was Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, Thrice Upon a Christmas, maybe the Santa Claus movies. I have three words for you and they are Muppet Christmas Carol on yeah. Funnel Vision. I just like, I one day I want to go uh, like when we next time we do a group cruise, I want to do like a Muppet Christmas Carol like meetup, but go there and do it like the Rocky Horror Picture Show and recite because we know all the lines, you know, like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. I want to do that while we watch um, Funnel Vision, grab some chicken tenders from um, Flows in the back. And uh, yeah, I really, really liked I found myself, you know, some nights just standing up there off on the side, just watching, snacking and watching uh, the holiday movies. But it's a nice addition. Um, and, you know, again, sort of free entertainment. You know, we've seen these movies before, but it does hit a little bit differently when you're you're watching it up on deck. But well, not to mention uh, you're talking about movies. We saw Wish for the first time uh, yeah. on, the, on the cruise. So that was great. I enjoyed it. So, I mean, you can see first run, like brand new movies. And as you said, the funnel vision, but no time warp, no Rocky horror. No, not yet. Lose <laughs> <laughs> on the case though. We'll, we'll have to go I on would, that. I would watch Muppet Christmas Carol over Rocky horror any day, but I was just, it was sort of a metaphor of the type of experience <laughs> I'd like to have. All right, let's move, let's move on from funnel vision to what is next on your list. So, I mean, I only have one more thing. And for me, um, being able to see the castaway uh, key Christmas tree from the ship. <laughs> You're stealing all my, that was my last. When one. we went on the last, uh, the one other very maritime cruise, we didn't get to dock. It was rough, so rough seas. The seas were rough. We saw the Christmas tree. It looked really nice, but we did not get to go any, you know, off the ship. So to be able to see it and then actually get off the ship um, and get to, to be up and getting photo ops with it was very nice. And there are some of Castaway at the <clears throat> the beginning is decorated mm -hmm. as well. So that was a nice surprise to see. Yeah, I like the little sort of um, holiday makeover that that Castaway gets and the 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 sandmen up front instead of the uh, 
instead of the snowman. I have a couple other quick ones on my list. Um, and then one that I know that we definitely want to talk about together. Um, one, if I, I'm again, I'm not a sweets guy. Uh, I'm, I'm also not necessarily a merch guy, but there is a, a variety of holiday themed merchandise from shirts and mugs to services and ears and, and, um, a, a lot of different trading pins at all. Um, for some people, the merch is a big thing and some items actually sell out. So if there's certain stuff that you want, get there early um, and, and check out the stores on the first night of your cruise when you set sail. Uh, if you are a, uh, I believe if you're a platinum castaway or a Disney Visa card holder, you get a 10% discount in the merchandise locations. But Even gold is a 10%. The gold is a gold too, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. And the merchandise, it's sort of my segue into something that I did for the first time ever on a Disney cruise or anywhere. I'm not a sweets guy. I'm not a merch guy. I'm also not a Magic Band Plus user when I go to the Disney parks. Um, I'm old school. I still have the card in my wallet where I use. I just prefer really to sort of tap on my phone. But I was able to get a, it's not called a, a magic band, it's called a Disney band plus to use on the ship. And dare I say, I am a Disney Cruise Line Disney band convert because from boarding the ship on embarkation day to accessing your stateroom, charging specialty food and coffees and merchandise on your stateroom folio, the Disney band plus is a very easy, convenient um, addition to the cruise. You also don't have to worry about wearing your lanyard. Where do you put your key card? Hey, you know, how do you, you know, do you keep it in your bathing suit? Do you keep it in your pocket? Do you keep it on a lanyard? And Disney Cruise Line has their own selection of nautical theme bands that you can purchase um, only by guests who are sailing on a Disney cruise. So you can buy them on board, but there's only a limited number. So you can actually purchase them in advance, if you want to sort of see the full variety of available bands, if you have a Magic Band Plus already, you can attach that to your stateroom. But in addition to the convenience of it um, and just the, the the ease of having it on your wrist at all times, especially like going to Castaway, I loved how the band interacted with the lights and the haptic vibrations during the in the dining rooms and the fireworks and in the atrium and even um, supposedly they work in the kids clubs as well. I really, really, especially for Disney Cruise Line, I found the the Disney Band Plus to be not just fun when we were sort of in the atrium. I did a couple of quick you know videos and reels showing how to interact, but I really, really appreciated the convenience and not having to worry about having my key card with me at all times or or where I was going to put the key card when I was going. I don't have any experience with that. I use my key. I am old school. Yeah, you had the lanyard. I have a Magic Band Plus that I use around the parks here. Mm -hmm. So everything Lou just said, I'm used to, you know, the interaction right. with it when you're seeing a, a show, a fireworks show or in the Haunted Mansion, you know, it, it'll react to the mm -hmm. uh, the heartbeat and everything. So, yeah, there. I'm sure it would be great on the cruise. And were you able to enter the room with it, Lou? You can. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that and you can pay with it, of course. So I because like I want you to picture this. I want you to picture, you know, hypothetically, this is not, I'm saying this for a friend. Say you're coming down from deck 11 mm -hmm. with a tray full of chicken tenders and French fries and your water bottle, <laughs> and you're trying to sort of get into your room. And you, 
you don't have to worry about taking out. You just whoop, tap in and you're in. And the chicken tenders arrive safely. Um, so I, I really, I, I really found that I, I enjoyed it just even for the ease of access to the stateroom. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. I, yeah, I, didn't even, I wasn't even aware of that. I, yeah, I, did. I, I, I don't really wear magic bands, so I don't even think about it. You so. have a magic band. I know. So I have several. Wear. I have several. Right. I was the same way, Denise. I didn't, you know, I didn't. And if you can, you can actually order them on board. Once you're within the 45 day window, you can order it from Disney Cruise Line online uh, only to U.S. residents. And um, once your reservation is obviously fully paid and it'll be already set up and, and linked to your stateroom. When I got on board, when I was first checking in, I gave the crew member my magic band. He was able to um, connect it to my account right away. And as soon as I got on board, everything was working perfectly fine. So it was a really seamless, um, a really seamless experience. Um, the last thing I want to say before the, the one thing I think we both want to touch on is that, you know, we know about activities in the kids clubs and, and things for adults, but there was also a lot of different holiday activities on board for kids and adults alike. Um, there was cookie decorating, gingerbread house decorating, other little fun activities scattered throughout the ship and throughout the, the day. Uh, if you check the Navigator app, it shows you all the different daily activities, many of which are included, not necessarily at an extra cost. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, you know, again, we left on the Disney Dream out of Port Canaveral, and the the number one thing that I put on my list was that getting there was half the fun. And what yeah, I mean, we, that, loved it. <laughs> right? we, um, we, again, we were, we were invited by Disney who arranged with Brightline uh, for us to take the Brightline from uh, Orlando down to Fort Lauderdale. Um, and the Brightline station is actually at the Orlando international airport in terminal C, which is beautiful um terminal a and b must be very very jealous because terminal c <laughs> is gorgeous um from the design to the openness to the light to the amenities they have inside but the bright line experience from beginning to end even before we got to the terminal just sort of having the app choosing your seat whatever it might be um was wonderful and seamless and and Jeff and Denise, we rode down together and we kept on looking at each other like, this is wonderful. This yeah, is great. I can't we believe how great this is. We, exactly. said, like, we could have taken the bright line down, turned around and came back and would have had a wonderful day. Like, yeah, I thought totally that. Well, I mean, we were we were put into the premium. So it's like we had a first, you know, yeah, the first class walk experience. Into the premium lounge. The very first person we see is a smiling Lou, I think, with a plate of food. <laughs> First thing in the morning. So no chicken tenders. No chicken tenders. It was breakfast time. But you know, I just thought, you know, we love the train like in Europe. I love a high speed train, and it's it's not as high speed of a train. Um, it's not exactly it's a nicer train than the. Europe but it's really it's a really nice it's a really nice clean experience. And the nice thing is, I mean, we could have flown, or you know, I mean, we could have driven also. But you know, they offered to fly us. And the nice thing is, and I couldn't. The hard thing is when we were on the way to the airport, wrapping my mind around the fact that I could have my drink, I could drink on the way. I don't have to worry about the, you know, having it like an hour where I can, you know. She's I, talking about non-alcoholic drinks. Right. I know, no. about having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, you don't have to say it like that. Well, because Lou might be thinking, 
<laughs> super early in the morning and no, having your drink. No, you know, I can have I can have my tea. I don't have I don't have to have just a little water. I right. can have my tea. And just the thought you're you can get on the train and yes, the restroom's there. There's gonna be food within like two minutes. You know, it's so much easier and better than flying. If if you can take the train close. I would always take the train, especially after this. I just wish that we had the bright line all over Florida. I wish that it was something I could go to Tampa. You know, you can go down to Miami. But, you know, if you want to go down to Fort Lauderdale and you're flying into Orlando or you're at Walt Disney World and you want to go back to the airport and then take the bright line down, it's really nice. I I really loved it. I'm like you. I am a train person. I, I love the train experience. I had never experienced anything like this, right? You walk into Terminal C, which at least right now, I mean, there's there's really not a lot of people there. When you go to the Bright Line area, it's almost cavernous about how big it open is. Security, quote unquote, you know, you sort of drop off your bags at this um at at the um at the desk, right? The the Bright Line attendants were very, very helpful. Security, I mean, when I say there was nobody there, there was nobody there. I mean, you sort of walked in. Security took 30 seconds right, to go into an area where there is a little merchandise shop. There is a lounge. There's a bar that has bar food. There's like a little tech lounge. There's a meeting room in there. If you need to sort of get some quiet space or have a meeting before or after you get on the train. If you are in premium, there is a premium lounge that has food and drinks and access to this cool uh, sort of self-service like auto bar. If you want to get a little cocktail. But from the the train itself, which was beautiful, the seats are comfortable. There's they're wide. There's a lot of space. There's food. There's Wi-Fi. It was clean, smooth, relaxing. The uh, the train attendants were incredibly helpful, right? Denise, you said they were coming by po- constantly. Do you want something to drink? Do you want you know a towel for your hands? Do you need something else to eat? And premium, and they offered and to put them. Can we help you put your bag or not? Can I help? Can I put your bag up? Can we were I bring your bag that. down? We were offered that on the way, the I've other never way. Never experienced anything it, like I that. I mean, it was really a first class to me experience. And I, I did walk into the, I walked into the, the regular seating area. Seats are a little bit smaller. I don't think there's as many amenities in terms of food, but that too was, a, looked like a very, very comfortable type of experience. I know for me, I was able to get some work done, you know, otherwise I would have driven the nearly four hours to drive down, which is great. But for me, it's not productive, right? I feel like it's almost a a waste of time. I got so much done on the train ride, but more importantly, I would start to, you know, I have a very tough time relaxing, but I started to, you know, sort of mentally prepare for the cruise and start to wind down a little bit as I was winding down my work. I was able to get up and walk around and talk to you. And the the process itself from embarkation to disembarking to when we were returning and I wanted to switch to an earlier train was so seamless and so smooth via both the app and then dealing with the customer service folks in the terminals. It was amazing. Um, And then once you get to Fort Lauderdale, it's a 10 minute Uber ride to either a, a hotel or if you're going right to the cruise port um, and coming out, even sort of so coming out of when we were disembarking, you walk out, you get an Uber or Lyft, you're 15 minutes to the Bright Line station. 
you don't need to get there two hours before like you do the airport. I mean, I showed up 20 minutes before the train I wanted to switch to, to an earlier train to. I was able to switch. They took my luggage and it was no problem. And, and really, 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 um, I, I love, love, love the Brightline experience. And you you can in the regular coach seats, if that I think that's what they'd call them. Uh, you can purchase food like the sandwiches were 12, tw- at least $12. Um, and when you went to Terminal C, the one thing is when you hear about Terminal C, like I, I didn't realize I like I wanted to see Wine Bar George and such too ahead of time. But I think you need to get a pass to do that. So right, next time we, the train station isn't really in that part of Terminal C. Right. It's in a it's it's, next to it. So um, it's a, a relatively limited uh, amount of food and drinks and such that are easily accessible. So like to me, like if we were going down normally, if we wanted to take the bright line, I would rather take the the premium because you're, you know, otherwise you might be paying all this money anyway for the the sandwiches and and drinks. And they had alcohol on board as well. They had wine and beer um, as part of that. And I thought it was a, a you know, a if, good, good if you're already doing Brightline, I, I thought it was, you know, reasonable for the bump up. Yeah. So I, I the, the fares do vary depending on the time, how busy it is. It does sort of um, sort of like flex fares, but for the, a regular fare from Orlando to um, Fort Lauderdale starts at $39 each way, which you're going to spend that more, more than that in gas. And then for premium, it starts at about 149 can certainly vary again, depending on a number of factors, but I absolutely felt um, it was worth it. And it only took two and a half, right? Maybe three hours. It does stop in um, West Palm, Boca, uh, Aventura, Fort Lauderdale, and then eventually ends in Miami. But it was a, a very, very, very um, pleasant experience. You know, like you said, I'm with you, Denise. I, I want and hope Brightline to expand to places like Tampa to go down to Naples and other parts or go up to Destin and other parts of Florida because I, I love that experience so, so very much. Agreed. Yeah. The whole country, really. It was, it was, I was looking forward to honestly the bright line as much as the cruise because it was a whole new experience and I love trains. Yeah. And and as long as we're going to talk about sort of the, the cruise experience and sort of getting there half the fun too, I want to sort of mention the new terminal, which is part of uh, the, in, in Port Everglades down in, in Broward County. Um, this is a brand new terminal, which opened just a few weeks ago. It's about 140,000 square feet. It's themed inside. It has this like beautiful sort of Finding Nemo theme that was actually designed by Imagineering, which is a wonderful sort of transition from going from whether it's the Brightline or Uber, however you're getting there, into the embarkation experience, which I also found to be incredibly seamless and very, very fast. Like from the time I stepped foot into the terminal to the time I walked through the iconic, you know, Mickey shaped entrance portal was maybe 10 minutes. And that's, and that's being generous. I mean, it was very, very fast, um, extremely, extremely efficient. And that whole, you know, those kind of things can help sort of set the tone for what is to come next, right? If you have a, a, a non-pleasurable embarkation experience at the port, Sometimes you're a little getting on, but I was, you know, I had a smile on my face the the entire time. And and I really, I really, really like 
that terminal. And the fact that you can now go from Orlando to Fort Lauderdale that easily, easily, especially not having to worry about renting a car. Where do I park? How much is it going to cost? You go, you can spend a couple of days in Disney World, go right to MCO, get on the bright line, go down to Fort Lauderdale, have your cruise, either leave from the, the, the Fort Lauderdale or Miami airport, or just take the bright line back and you're at MCO and ready to embark on your flight. Uh, I, I think the, the, the combination of the Brightline experience at MCO down to Fort Lauderdale and the new port at Fort Lauderdale really, really made this um, a very enjoyable experience. And now when I start thinking about Disney Cruise Line, I'm not just restricting my search to, well, let me see what's leaving out of Port Canaveral. I'm now very easily doing that search and expanding it to what's leaving out of Lauderdale as well. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I want to do it again, just so we can ride the train. <laughs> well, I think we're doing it again, Lou. I think somehow we're all doing it again. So, um, and, and you know, that's the thing too about you know specifically the, the very merry time cruises. They are available on, um, I believe, four out of the five ships. Right, the Dream is is doing four five nights out of Fort Lauderdale to the Western Caribbean and Bahamas. The Wish and Fantasy are sailing from Canaveral to the Bahamas and the Caribbean. And the magic is going to be sailing to the Baja and Mexican Riviera from San Diego and then later to the Western Caribbean from Galveston. So whether you want to do, you know, a three or four night, you know, from the wish out of Canaveral or a four or five night on the dream out of Lauderdale or you want to do a six and seven night, you know, out of out of you know Galveston, there are a lot of different options, whatever works best for you and or you and your family to sort of celebrate the holidays while visiting all these great ports on these beautifully designed um, and decorated ships. Yeah, what a wonderful experience. It was. I had I, a I, great time. And I didn't even think of it. Everything we did was new. You know, you had a new terminal, new trains, uh, a, a new cruise terminal. You right, know, so and just was, some new, you know, very maritime aspect. As right, well. so th there was a lot of newness involved. Any um, any last minute um tips or tricks or words of advice that you're, you're sort of pro tips or recommendations for somebody who might be thinking, or maybe is on the fence about booking a very merry time cruise for next year. I know. I, I mean, I think that if you've never cruised, probably using a travel agent, right. Would be uh, a, a good way to do I it. I know of a good one. <laughs> who? I <know>. a great <laughs> one. <laughs> yes. A great one is right. You know, uh, to be able to use somebody like, you know, MEI Mouse Found Travel, right, is to, I was a travel agent for seven years. And um, I think it to be able to utilize somebody, if you book with them and and get their uh, tips and tricks and and help is is very helpful. You know, I think that would be for somebody who's never been. I think even if you have been, I, I think using, you know, so I think for some people, Denise, it's, it's getting over that hump. Well, I like, you know, Disney fans, I want to do it myself. I'm used to doing the spreadsheets. I think especially for something like a Disney cruise, where if you've never cruised before, there's a lot that goes into it, right? There's a lot of logistics. There's lots of things to think about, especially if maybe you're going to a port like Fort Lauderdale that you've never been to before. Plus, they can also help you too with, you know, what is the best way to get the best deal, whether it's booking early or looking for some of the last minute deals, sometimes booking well in advance or looking to see what sort of remainder stuff might be available. You know, say, hey, let's just see what's available in the next couple of weeks. 
a, a Disney specialized travel agency. We both work with and, and partner with Mouse Fan Travel. We've both been working with with Becky and her team for more than a decade, right? So that that trust is there. But I also see, you know, if something happens, if something goes wrong, to sort of have that that safety and insurance policy and somebody to reach out to if you need somebody sort of boots on the ground is always helpful as well. Plus their services come at no cost to you. And uh, they're always there to help answer any questions of uh, a couple other quick tips I would give. Uh, I have two words for you and they involve Paulo and brunch. Do it. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Yes. Tell your mouse fan travel agent to get you Paulo brunch. Um, it is an absolute must do. It is for adults only, but it's absolutely worth. I think it's $45 now for, Apollo brunch. Um, it is it is a wonderful, wonderful experience, especially on here. Something so I learned on this. Sorry, go ahead. I was saying so. It was the most relaxing part of the trip for us. A, a three hour plus extravaganza. I don't think it was. Uh, what, but I remember we walked in. Lou was there, and we were there for like three hours. And we did all this, and we walked out. Yes, we were. It was three hours. We walked out. We're still there. Not even done with dessert. <laughs> I'm thorough in my research, Jeffrey. <laughs> He was. He was really thorough that day, I'm uh, sure. Was it you? Was it one of you who told me, and I did not know this, and I have not tried it myself, that you can actually order in advance Vanellope's for dessert and have it brought to your dinner table? I don't know anything about no, that, it was, no. It was not us, but I like the thought of that. Why don't Although I? You certainly don't need it after Apollo brunch, I'll tell you that. You don't need it, but, you know, you're <laughs> off on vacation. Um, someone else told me... Um, we were there, I think, right just at the beginning um, that uh, during Hanukkah, there is a menorah lighting ceremony held at sunset on every night during Hanukkah, which I love uh, as well. Uh, one little tip, if you are going on one of the very first Very Merry Time cruises, there is a possibility that some things are still going to be under construction, like the gingerbread house, because they have to sort of turn over um, relatively quickly. So, um know in advance, you know, just to make sure that everything is going to be so your expectations are set appropriately. Um, I absolutely had such a wonderful time. Uh, I was traveling solo, but I was never alone. Thanks in large part to Jeff and Denise and just the way that you feel when you are on Disney cruises, like what you feel when you go to a Disney park. Um, you are not alone and you are surrounded by like-minded friends who are all there just having um, such a wonderful time. And I really, really, really enjoyed this one. And I'm looking forward to uh, maybe doing another one next year. Uh, maybe I'll bring my family this time. We'll see. Maybe I'll bring my family or just the three of us will go. We'll figure it out. It'll, we'll, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Don't leave them behind. <laughs> <laughs> Denise, we're working, so. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Jeff and Denise, please do me a favor. Tell everyone where they can find you and some of the stuff that they can find uh, on, on Mouse Steps and on our YouTube channel and everywhere else that they can find you on social. We have exciting news as far as the YouTube channel. Well, we have just over a thousand to go till uh, we have a million subscribers. So um, that's, For us, big, that's very exciting so the, to get that million plaque there. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year. So we have, um, you know, the YouTube channel and then on some of the social media It's not TikTok. I've never I don't have time to do everything. Uh, so um, and then the website, you know, I posted a number of articles today already. And of course, Facebook and Twitter. And right. That's what I was saying on social there. media and such. Yeah. I'll link to all of that stuff in uh, in the show notes. And 
listen, I don't know why it's taken us 15, 18, 19 years to, to do this for the first time, but I had a lot of fun today and, and really appreciate your time that we spent together on board and the time today. This was a lot of fun and, and we should definitely do this again. <laughs> we should listen, do it before yeah, we'll, yeah. Definitely do it before we get uh, too old. Um, but listen, we're we're all still kids at heart and uh, I love and appreciate you guys. And thank you again for joining me today. I hope that you both have a very safe, happy, healthy, and delicious holiday and new year. And you as well and your family. Oh, yes, of course, you as well. Who we didn't see on the cruise. That's right. (laughs) It's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, remember, maybe taste. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is brought to you by Factor. We are right in the thick of the very hectic holiday season, and it's really easy and very tempting not to eat right. We're on the go, we're stressed about the holidays, what to get the kids, and sometimes just grab and get whatever is quick and easy. But deep down, we're all looking for something nutritious and delicious to help get us through these packed, crazy days and nights. And Factor, which is part of the HelloFresh family, is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, and it can help you and me eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You save time, you save money, you stay on track with healthy eating and tackling all the holiday to-dos. And with Factor, you can cross meal prep off the holiday list this season. Look, it sounds good in theory, but we're all crazy busy. So now you can skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, cleaning up, and get Factor's fresh, never frozen meals delivered. They're ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat, eat, and enjoy. And for me, that's about the extent of my ability to cook in the kitchen. Plus, you can choose from more than 35 chef-crafted meals that support a healthy lifestyle, meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus, and other healthy and wholesome options. For example, the calorie smart meals come in at about 550 calories, or if you're looking for a little bit of extra boost to support some of the wellness goals, the protein plus meals have 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So this season, get Factor and enjoy eating without the hassle. And if you go to factormeals.com slash WDW50 and use code WDW50, you'll get 50% off. That's code WDW50 at factormeals.com slash WDW50 to get 50 off and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in two minutes with no prep and no mess. Now, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol, one of my all-time favorite, not just retellings of the Charles Dickens classic, but really one of my all-time favorite holiday movies ever. So fun, so funny, super quotable. Anyway, your question was simply to tell me last week, what character does Gonzo play in Muppet Christmas Carol? Thanks to so many of you entered, got this one correct, shared some of your favorite lines along the way, and know, of course, that Gonzo plays the character of the narrator, Charles Dickens. 
So I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a new WW Radio 3D keychain, stickers, a WW Radio pin, and a special mystery prize from our recent Very Merry Time cruise. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Randy P. So Randy, congratulations. I will get a prize package out to you right away. I'll try and get it to you before Christmas. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we're going to stick with the holidays, but head back to Walt Disney World, because in the old Country Bear Christmas special, Big Al, one of my favorite and my dad's favorite characters in the Country Bear Jamboree, appeared dressed as what? What or who was Big Al dressed as during the old Country Bear Christmas special in Frontierland in Walt Disney World. Now, because next Monday is Christmas Day, I don't know that I'll be able to get a show posted. Plus, I know you'll be busy opening presents and returning presents and hopefully spending time with and surrounded by those that you love. So even if I can get a show posted next week, I'll give you two weeks to answer this one, which will bring us to Sunday, December 31st. It is New Year's Eve, so you have appropriately until 11.59 p.m. Eastern to get your answer in by going to www.radio.com, clicking this week's podcast, using the form there. And because it is our final trivia question of the year, it's the holiday season, I'm going to give you a prize package that includes a pin, stickers, keychain, and a special big, I don't know what it is yet, bonus holiday thank you, end of the year, mystery prize. So good luck, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and have fun. That is going to do it for this week's show. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Hope you enjoyed our look at the Very Merry Time Cruise, and I'd love to hear from you. If this is something you've ever thought about doing before, have you taken one, what your thoughts are on it, or maybe now is it something that you're adding to your bucket list, please come be part of the community and conversation over in the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello across all the social channels. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming email show, you can email me, Lou, at www.radio.com. Or if you have a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks, or maybe your thoughts on Very Merry Time Cruises, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And because I know this is a crazy week and you're probably counting down and running around getting ready for the holidays, I'll make this outro quick. And just remind you about our very special Dream Team auction and lunch on Saturday, January 6th during Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. We have a venue at Disney's Boardwalk, not just to get together, have a wonderful lunch, but also a silent auction with great items to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Tickets are limited and are almost sold out. You can go to www.radio.com slash wishlunch24 to find out more and get your ticket and visit the events page at www.radio.com to find out about upcoming meets of the month, upcoming cruises on the Disney Magic and the Disney Treasure in 2024 and 2025. Visit lumangelo.com to find out how I can work with you one-on-one or in small groups to help you turn what you love into what you do. Or if you're looking for a speaker for your event, conference, business, or school. Find out how you can help the show and be part of the WW Radio Nation family by going to www.radio.com slash support. And finally, most importantly, in this spirit of the holidays and giving being so much more important than receiving, I want to give to you my thanks and appreciation for 
so much for you listening to this week's show, for being part of the community, for the support that you give in probably more ways than you recognize or realize. Please know that, as I always say, because I really believe we are friends, whether we have met yet or not, and especially during this time of the year, we are extended family, whether we have met yet or not. I hope that this holiday season brings you joy, happiness, family, friends, and most importantly, health and happiness. And remember that you have the power and the ability to be a positive force and to give to others simply by choosing the good, letting your choices be guided by kindness, empathy, and compassion, and creating a positive ripple effect of goodness in this world. Again, thank you so much. I love and appreciate you. So until next time, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Jason from Salina, Texas. And, you know, you just said uh, if you could ask Walt anything, what would you ask him? And I would ask him for his autograph because I'm fascinated by his signature. It's like a piece of art in itself and uh, ended up being, you know, the basis for the company logo. So there's a million questions I'd like to ask Walt, but if I could only get one, I'd say give me your autograph. All right. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Patrice Roberti from Metro Boston. Perhaps you are still overseas in, in Europe on your river cruise, but I was here listening to the Liberty Square audio guide. I just had to call you. I promise I won't call you and tell you how great every one of them is, but it's so great. All the details. Tonight on YouTube, I'm going to look for some of the uh, the visuals of that because you still see them on YouTube, even things that have changed. And it's just, you just did such a fantastic job at it. You're, you're so good at this. I know you know you're good at it. And I know you have all the enthusiasm that makes you good at it. But it's such good listening. It's so pleasant. It's so informative. It's so fun. Thank you again so much for sharing them with me. I really appreciate it. It was a, it was a wonderful pre-Thanksgiving gift. I'll accept it as part of Christmas gift too. It was a great gift. Santa could not have done better himself. Thank you again. Take care. Merry Christmas to you and yours if I don't leave a message before then. Take care. Happy 2024.